Welcome to Rate My Bop. Hosted by me, Becky Jerrams. And me, Paul Andreas. Join us as we rate a whole host of amazing... And not so amazing albums for your listening pleasure. We'll tell you the tracks that are whack. And the songs that are just plain wrong. And also the good songs as well. Today's episode is being recorded on the 29th of February 2020 in Becky's Boudoir. Yay! Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hi, hi. We're back, bitches. We're back, bitches. Did you miss us? <laughs> you thought we disappeared, didn't you? But no, here we are. Yay. On uh, what I'm assuming is like season three of Rate My Bop. It might as well be. <laughs> Why not? Who knows? We've been tweaking this format and kind of deciding how <laughs> to do things. And we, t- we took a little toe in the water to trying out like movie reviews and other sort of things. Yeah. But now we've decided to swerve back. Yeah. Back to what we know and love. And what we love. That's music. most important. And we want people to enjoy you know, what we're talking about. And so. we're thinking like one album. Yes. One individual album. I think it was too Each many episode. before when we did yeah. like... We don't want to flood your ears, bubbers. Yeah, basically. So moving forward, we're going to be taking new albums, popular albums, albums of the moment and yes, talking about them. We are. So if you've got any recommendations for what you'd like us to talk about... Then please get in contact on our socials. Just search Rate My Bop on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or just find us in person <laughs> and tell us. Just stop us on the street. Mum, just let fine. me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, if you're new to the show, then my name's Paul Andreas, and you are? Who am I again? Um, mm. I'm, I'm Becky Jerrams. Oh, are you? We are both music superfans. We are. And we're both songwriters. We are. And we're both singers. We are. And And we're uh, both very opinionated. And we both talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's a wonder how we actually get episodes done because we could just talk and talk forever. But you will get to know us the more you listen to us. So to start off season three, if that's what we're calling it, although I feel like it's maybe season two. um, (laughs) Season 5003. Yeah. What um, album are we going to do, Pablino? So the album that we are rating and bopping today mm-hmm. is Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? What an amazing album title. Except isn't it all in capital? So it's like, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? <laughs> yes. And what does it mean? Well. What do you interpret it to mean? To me, I feel like it's talking about death. So do I. And when you die, what happens to you? Yeah. Or when we give up, what happens to us, maybe? Which, do you not think, for someone as young as little Billy, that's quite an adult topic? 100%. So it really sets the tone for this album. What a fantastic album title. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some stats. Go for it, Babalino. So when this album was released, it debuted at number one on the Billboard charts in america it debuted at number one in the uk oh wait really so far there's been six hot 100 top 40 singles with the last single bad guy getting to number one billy's currently the youngest person to win the four main grammy categories really which is pretty epic how old is she now um 17 i think she's 18 just i think um the album, the whole album was produced by her brother, Phineas O'Connell, who 
fans of Billy will already know she writes most of her songs with him, doesn't she? Yeah, they're like a little duo. Pretty dynamic Prodigy children, prodigy siblings. And so far this album has sold 3 million copies worldwide. Brilliant. Which, it's not been out that long. And she's not, like, she's kind of grown steadily, hasn't she? I mean, she kind of came out of nowhere in a way. Yeah. She just, well, she had, like, an EP beforehand, and she was releasing songs, and then this was kind of the first full-length album after a lot of hype and... And I've got to be honest, before, when we were picking people to do for Rate My Bop this new season, um, I hadn't listened to this album, Mm -hmm. and... I know you, Becky, love Bad Guy. Because when we did karaoke, you sang it. And you were like, this is amazing. And it was my second uh, song of the year. Of the year. Of the year in 2019. And to be honest, that's all I knew about Billy. And then we picked these um, albums, went away and listened to them. And then in that time... Um, I came across a Billy singing. Uh, I came across a video of Billy singing with Alicia Keys. Yeah, I still haven't seen this yet. You and tell me she about sang it. "Ocean's Eyes," which I believe was like from the EP before. Yeah, and apparently that was her first song that she released on SoundCloud, which right. created the buzz. And I literally was rooted to the spot. It's wow. given me goosebumps even telling you now. Um, because the whole reason the duet with Alicia Keys came about was because Alicia posted a video of her playing the song on her piano and singing it at her home. Right. So then Jimmy, I think it was on Jimmy Fallon, or it was on a show like that, they brought them together and made it happen. And it was the first time I'd heard Billy sing, because I've heard Bad Guy, but, yeah, but to not... me, Bad Guy is not showcasing Oh no. what a friggin' amazing singer she is actually bad guy is not representative i don't think of, of her, her style and no. her. Uh, which, which is, is really interesting yeah um so it's been a musical journey for me listening to this album i was really excited for us to talk about it um, so so scores scores so in tradition of rate my bop episodes we like to give scores out of five and have a theme with the score so Billy's theme is Billy's baggies. Her baggy. <laughs> her baggy. <laughs> Not her baggies of cocaine. <laughs> I should edit that out. Um, <laughs> but her baggy hoodies and her, her baggy, baggy hoodies. and her baggy trousers. Because she's known for purposely wearing baggy clothes, isn't yes. she? So she's not sexualized, which I'm. I like. I think it, so it I. means that you're just listening to her and her music. You're not looking at her body. Uh, yeah, or... you're not thinking of anything which, but her music. Yeah, but she's basically. still really hot. As she well. is hot. Yeah. yeah, but it's solely about her talent. So we're doing Billy's baggies out of five. <laughs> Are we going to reveal on the count of three? Shall together? we? I'm. I'm really like. I fl- keep flip flopping about my score, but I think okay. I'm I think I'm good with it. But you may convince me otherwise. Okay, <laughs> I'm well, on the bench. That's interesting. Then okay, okay. I feel like we're going to be really similar on this album. Okay. But now you've said that, I'm not sure. So we'll do a reveal on the count, count of three. Three, three <laughs> two, one, three point five. Hey, <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> and I was like leaning to the four. But okay. something stopped me giving it a four. But okay. 3.5, a solid 3.5. So tell me why you've given it a 3.5. Um, 
okay, so I feel like this album, I actually listened to, I've, I've listened to this album a couple of times since it's come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I re-listened to it for the podcast, I was walking around in the rain in a really bad mood. <laughs> it was like the perfect setting actually for listening to a Billie Eilish album and this album in particular. Um, And there's so much that I love about this album. I think it's super creative. I think that she has got wisdom beyond her years with the lyrics and the melodies and the concepts. Um, It's very, very creative production-wise. But the thing that stopped me giving it higher was I felt like at parts it gets a little bit dreary. um, And I like Bad Guy for me is the number one song on that album and like we said before it's not actually that representative of the album and her as an artist and that was my favorite song and I guess maybe there's a part of me that wanted a couple more big mainstream hits on there Mm -hmm. um but I do still really like like pretty much every song on there there's something about all of them that is you know something engaging but I think I just wanted a couple more of the big mainstream hits and that would have like bumped it up to a four but perhaps if you're in the right mood it's a four and if you're not in the mood for it, it's a 3.5 yeah, I, I do know what you mean actually yeah when you put it that way because initially when I started listening to it I started listening on shuffle okay and I was walking to work and it must have played a combination of the songs back to back and I thought the content for me is quite heavy Yes. Um, and I, we actually had a discussion about how it's very much like I love Lana Del Rey, but I have to be in the right mood to listen to it. And initially, when the songs were coming through on shuffle, I thought, oh, this is really dark. But when I stopped and then I listened to it from track one through mm-hmm. and I got more of a feel for the album and... Uh, it pushed my score higher because I realised that there's highs and lows within the album and that it's been paced in a way that you get a breather from the dreary with the light-hearted sort of ukulele moments. There's there's a few sort of pop bangers in there. Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying about Bad Guy, but one of my favourites is Bury a Friend. I really love Bury a Friend as well. Um, there was a few other ones that stood out. That sort of, um, the way I've kind of described that style of her songs is like 80s sort of Ghostbusters <laughs> vibes. It's like, I can't explain the production of it. Um, it's so experimental. Like, it's got all those sort of like the jangles sounds. and the dunga, 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 and yeah. the It's almost and the like a computer and... game. Yeah. And you're pitching her like, yeah. you can... Yeah, it's just very... You hear, like, the rattle when she yeah. says staple your tongue. It's like... Yeah. I, it's quite scary sometimes. It <laughs> is. It is quite it. creepy. Yeah, creepy, but it's so atmospheric. But in a funny sort of computer game sort of Pac-Man when he's, like, you're almost getting <laughs> eaten sort <laughs> of way. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, exciting. They do so many things just with the vocals and, yeah. you know, making strange voices and strange noises. They're very playful. With, with the production and with just you know you can tell they're probably in the studio just going oh that sounds cool what if we change the pitch on that or what if we yeah. you know they're, they're obviously just experimenting all the time and putting those things into the songs and it just it really takes them to a different level doesn't it does it? and maybe it's 
sort of reflective of their relationship as a brother and sister that they've been able to have the playful vibe with the album because it's very dark i mean that's it quite hard dark. to write songs like bury a friend i mean she very says, deep i want to end me that's what she says yeah. i want to end me and you see writing this with your brother like this must be really hard in a way for them to to write it but, but they must be close to be able to do that and then i think they offset it with like the opening to the album is of her saying about having her Invisalign taken off. I don't know what an Invisalign is. It's the braids. <laughs> it's the braids. I thought that it was the little... The little um... It's the invisible... <laughs> like, so they're going, talking about? the Invisalign's off, here's the album, <laughs> and they're absolutely pissing themselves. Apparently, when that album, like, was... The track list was released, because that first song is just a load of exclamation points. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. all the fans were like, oh, my God, what is this song going to be? They were yeah. all, like, theorising on... And it was just And it was like, laughing. it's going to be this deep thing. And it's like, yeah, them <laughs> taking the piss out of their braces. Oh, <laughs> I just so thought funny. that was hilarious opener. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's definitely a creepy vibe that runs throughout this album, and I would almost describe it as the Adams family, and she is Wednesday. Yes, like, totally. It's alternative, it's funny, it's dark. But if you're on board with it, I feel like you're going to love it. Do you not feel as well that there's a real, like, jazz quality to her voice? Like, um, oh, Zanny is a really jazzy one. And yeah. um, I love you. Um, yeah. And um, I listen before I go. I've put so silky and pretty. She could be a jazz singer. Oh, her voice is stunning. It's that. like if you imagine during a smoky bar with a saxophone and the moon coming in through the window, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I love you as well, like you just said. It's the lyrics the lyrics on this album at times are really heartbreaking and the vocals it's very ethereal at times. The the way they've sort of done all the backing vocals, there's moments that remind me the very last song, which is called Goodbye, reminds me of Imogen Heat. I didn't realise until like the seventh time listening to that song that it's all the songs mashed together. What did you not notice this? I like I kind of like I guess I've had it on the background and I just thought oh this is kind of a nice little ender and I thought oh she's like recycling melodies from the old songs there's nothing that original about this and then I suddenly realised she's saying like lyrics from all and melodies from all the different songs and it's all the album like listen to it again it's the whole album mashed together in like a little like reprise sort of thing at the end and I didn't even like realise until you know the sixth listen. It's very, very clever. I'll tell you what one is one of my all-time favourites and was also kind of a runner-up for one of my songs of the year yeah. is You Should See Me in a Crown. I oh, love that God. song. That is And amazing. the sound of the knife. I'm just like... The production. Oh, when I want to feel badass, I just listen to that song. I fucking love it. Yeah, I think the production, I put down its computer game fire. <laughs> And also I put the new queen has arrived because everyone's always going on about Queen B, aren't they? And yeah. I felt like you should see me in a crown. Yeah. It was almost like a statement like the new, I don't know, she's challenging what people perceive as being that standard and in her own very sort of unique way. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. You should see me in a crown. I always just the saw it as queen. like, you put me down and you don't expect much from me, but mm. actually, what you just wait, you know? <laughs> because what I would say, like, vocally, this album is a real... It's very surprising because 
Billy is actually an amazing singer. And if you haven't heard the song When the Party's Over, oh, that's it's gorgeous. a vocal masterclass. Yeah. And when I say it's like she's the new queen, what I mean is to be a queen, you haven't always got to be the loudest. Yeah. There's strength in simplicity. Mm-hmm. Her her unique way of singing is so subtle, but it's so intricate. Yeah. Not everyone could sing her songs and make them sound good. Yeah. You know, it is a vocal masterclass, but she, when you watch her sing, she makes it look easy. There's a real vulnerability to her there voice. Is. It just it's sounds so amazing. It actually sounds so sad when that song, like yeah. when the pie's over, and it's just yeah. a sort of, like you say, it's the res- the power is in the restraint, and it is. It's just that kind of whispering, like, but really sincere way of singing those lyrics. Like, yeah, very beautiful. It's beyond. Song. Her, it's beyond her years, and I feel like. Have Billie you heard Lewis Capaldi? cover of that song by the way no he did a cover on like one of those live lounges of when the party's over and it was great like really a really like such a different twist to the Mm. song and but with another amazing singer but in a different way and it just shows that that song can really you know you could give it to probably 10 different singers and it would all it would sound completely different to every single person yeah and bring out something different in the emotion of Mm -hmm. the song i think to summarize how i feel about this album I I gave it a four because there wasn't one song I didn't like. There was a couple that were, for me, a little okay. bit... I wasn't a fan of that song, Eight. I, you know, when she starts... It's the ukulele yeah. one, and she starts off with that really high-pitched voice. And I don't know what it is about it, but I just find it a bit annoying. Um, I find it a bit ploddy, and I don't know. It, to me, it was... It was a bit too experimental. Like, it ruined my enjoyment of the, like, melodies and things. Mm. Um, but I did say it would work on a film. And I like the uh, bit when she sings about being see-through. I think, you know, there's some really good elements to it. But something didn't quite hit the mark for me. Were there any other ones you didn't like as um, such? I'm looking through. <laughs> I've got I've got the word dreary on quite a few. Like I've put I love you. I found it a bit dreary. Ilo Milo, weird one. I like it dark and dreamy. <laughs> I um, put dreamy as dreamy. well. Um, I think, for and me, I wish you were gay. I find that one a little bit dreary as well, even though the gay. lyrics are so quirky and very funny lyrics in that. I think that she wrote it with a with a lesbian songwriter and the and the, the theme of it was that the girl was saying to another girl i wish you were gay yeah so it's rather than her love. saying it to a guy you yeah, know yeah i i um i think for me the reason why i scored it so highly is because what you're saying about the album um and what you didn't like i embraced about the album because for me listen to it as a whole it was like a welcome break from the heavy, like eight is a very simple, sweet True. song. So for me at that point, I felt like I needed it because I found the content of the album so grown up, so dark. And for me, it was nice just to have a song where I didn't have to concentrate too hard lyrically on it because it wasn't a deep song. Yeah. So I think I understand what you're saying. But I just needed it just didn't bother me as one much. more, one more.
one or two more like of the upbeat of I mean uh, Strange Addiction and All the Good Girls Go to Hell those are the other two more upbeat uh, kind of quirky ones All the Good ones. Girls Go to Hell is great and I, I wanted a n- maybe like one or two more of that vibe and it would have gelled like loads better for yeah, me yeah but for what's album one number with, um, one what's the one with all of the laughter track in it and it's really weird and there's like a little there's an applause and it goes into like a laughter track is that eight it's really it's it's kind of it's the, the production sound clips are really strange and kooky and it sounds like there's a, an audience like applauding and laughing and it's kind of creepy oh it might be <laughs> i like just going back to all the good girls go tell I really loved the lyrical content of this. And when I heard that one, I felt like she clearly doesn't shy away from controversy Mm. because I felt like the lyrics in that song was almost like it was talking about religion and her take on it. And I felt like there'll be like Bible bashers listening to that and burning Billie Eilish CDs. You're probably right. So I thought... (laughs) She knows who she is, which for a girl so young in the music industry is pretty amazing. Mm. She's come out. This is only her first album at 18 years old. I think it's pretty freaking awesome. And I'm excited to see how she can even follow this up. I think she will. And I think she's just going to get bigger and better. And she is what I would say is like a true artist, which is somebody mm. who... It's not manufactured. It's not, you know, being told what to write by somebody else, you know, some other guy in a studio. This is all coming from her and her life and her inspiration. And I feel like it will keep flowing and, you know, her aesthetic and even her music video, she does them all herself. And, you know, she's so, so creative. And that kind of creativity is not just going to fizzle out. Like, I think it will only burn brighter as she gets older. Well, watch this space. We're waiting for you, Billy. And now we're number two. <laughs> as soon as it comes out, we'll be reviewing that as well, we I'm will. sure. <laughs> well, I'm finished with all I have to say. Is there any final messages you want to send our little Billy Boo? Just, I don't need a zanny. <laughs> something, something, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love that word, Zanny. Zanny, like Xanax, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's a cool word. I hope people don't need a Zanny after listening to this, <laughs> to this episode. Well, I would recommend if you haven't heard it, go and listen to yeah, the Yeah, check her out. Check out the new James Bond theme as well. Which I love. And I, I like it. You like it. I like it. <laughs> we will speak to you soon. <laughs> Next episode, we will be in musical land. We will. And uh, we will be. This is going to be an interesting one. It will be a very interesting one because we are reviewing the Waitress soundtrack. We are. So if that's your bag, then come back and find out what we have to say about that little nugget. Oh, yes. Take care, Babalinos. Bye for now. (laughs) Bye.